let me go uh, inside, get situated, and then I'm going to start posting too. So you run the shit show right now. We're going to be talking crash retrievals and retrieval teams and all that good stuff. Whatever you want. Sounds like a plan, dude. You all right, man? Yeah, my um, my cat died. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. That's, That's all right. Yeah, she was living with my ex-girlfriend. It was the best place for her. And um, about a half hour ago, she messaged me and told me that she got uh, she got hit by a car. I'm so, sorry. That sucks. That's why I'm here right now, actually, because I could really use a distraction, honestly. So, Well, I got one. Sound, you know, my bad. That's all right. I got one for you. What I'm going to do is get people in here. We'll start retweeting. As we get people in here, I'm going to start making this yeah. kind of a – because I've got scattered – threads about crash retrievals everywhere so i figured i'd go ahead and start dumping all my stuff in this one let people ask questions about different programs things like that and i can answer them the best i can and maybe we can do some kind of a crowdsourcing effort because i got information on kind of where and what the programs are and i think that with enough people that are kind of researched enough that we could find the rest of them because i got quite a few of them right so right now i'm actually looking in one location that i kind of got a tip on and i'm trying to find some stuff there so you keep this running nice for now we can talk about whatever yeah, um i'm gonna connect and then start loading some stuff in there this is gonna be guys crash retrievals majestic 12 we can even talk listen if you see i see i see will in here so if you've even seen some fucking aliens some nhi you can come on up here and talk so the whole point of this is we're gonna start talking uh, about a lot of the stuff that people aren't ready for um nuts and bolts is out but we're going to use that as a stepping point for the other stuff. So I want to do a comprehensive UFO crash retrieval space. So take care. Take over for me, Tom. I got you, man. What's up, everybody? Uh, I apologize for my voice. If any of you guys just saw my post. Um, my girlfriend and I had, you know, broken up. We were living together and we had a cat. And uh, it was the best place for her, but it was both of our cat. And my ex... And I have been on, you know, friendly terms, at least still communicating, at least just as regular adults. And she just reached out to me to let me know that uh, Leia, my cat, uh, got hit by a car today and did not make it. So if I um, if I sound a little off, I apologize. I'm here to be as distracted as I can. And uh, full disclosure, I'm a fucking sensitive pussy when it comes to animals. And uh, I'm really, I'm heartbroken. Like, com completely, completely heartbroken. Um, I was going to, like, I'd been visiting her, too. I was going to go see her and, you know, play with her and whatnot next week. So, that's that. Um, <clears throat> I apologize, sorry. So, I figured, I'll try to, <laughs> let me try to, like, now reset. So, um, while Shane's not here, we're going to be talking crash retrievals. Uh, it sounds like Shane's got some leads. I have a lot of information that I have in my notes. Uh, a lot of it comes from uh, an author named Leonard Stringfield, if any of you are familiar. But I also have a personal story that kind of took a different turn just two nights ago, and it comes from someone that you just would not expect. <laughs> and that person's my mom. So I'm going to let a few more people fill in here, and then I'll I'll kind of give you guys uh, the down low on that. 
and it's it's really interesting because my mom isn't into UFOs or sci-fi or anything like that. Like, I think, you know, the idea of non-human intelligence kind of freaks her out. So she's always like, ah, that's not real, blah, blah, blah. But, like, what she's really meaning when she says that is, I don't know if I necessarily want that to be real. But she had an experience when she, I believe, was in high school that, I'm going to tell you guys about. I actually, it's funny, I made a Reddit post about it uh, like a year ago. And, and it, your Reddit sucks. People are just like, Duh, how do we know you're not, you know, you made that up or something. And it's like, okay, man, all right. Like, you know, it's, you can't even have like a reasonable open minded conversation over there with people sometimes, but it falls into the category of crash retrievals. That's, that's where that's going. Um, but there was a detail that my mom threw in the other night because I brought it up again because I always try to see if maybe, you know, more information might come out um, that she may remember. <laughs> and it's the way she said something that I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then it was the first time I approached my mom with a theory that would fall under the category of woo. And she was like, oh, well, then that would make sense because blah, blah, blah. So that's weird. It was really weird to hear her say that, and I almost take it as like an indication that perhaps I'm on the right track. So, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell it. You guys are here. It's like, I don't, I don't know how many people are going to show up. This was kind of sudden, so. This is back in the 70s, all right? I live in New Jersey, and this was in South River. This was in South River, New Jersey. Um, my mom and a friend of hers from school were walking home. Um, I believe from a friend's house, and it was, I think, in spring, and it was at night. And now, there was a path through the woods that they would take um, as a shortcut to get back to my mom's house. And... She and her friend heard and saw something fall out of the sky and into the woods, and it crashed. And it was only, like, I mean, it was really, really close. Like, it was only yards from them. So they went to go see what it was. Now, my mom, you know, she tries to remember, tries to remember. I'm like, are you sure you saw it? You know, what color? And she's like, I think I saw it, but I know I heard it. But, you know, like, it's just... These little details, she's she's trying to she's trying to pull back out of her memory banks. I'm eventually going to do a YouTube video about this, and I'm going to see if she'll go on camera, because you know she's a little bit on the shy side. So I'm going to try to get her on camera. But all right, this is where things get interesting. So my mom and her friend, they they approach the object in the woods, and it's it's on fire. And my mom said that she wasn't all that far from it like maybe 25 feet and there was like an indentation in the ground it was smoking it was flaming but she said it wasn't a lot of fire it wasn't a lot of smoke and whatever it was wasn't that big she said you know it was maybe like i don't know like uh, how big did she say it was it was it, it, it was smaller than a car 
but it was really hard for her to tell what it looked like. But it was smaller. It was a. It was smaller than a car, and it was on fire. But there wasn't a lot of fire. It wasn't a lot of smoke. But she said the weirdest thing was that when they got back there, you know, it only took them seconds. It's like they saw it in the sky. They heard it. <laughs> Boom! Crash. And then twenty seconds later, they're there. They find it. Right. My mom said that the police and the military were already there and would not let them approach, would not let them get any closer. And they're like, well, what is it? And they were just like, get out of here, get out of here. So the way my mom's told this story to me like several times over the course of my life because I've asked her to. And what happened this time was that I kind of coaxed her into being a little bit more um, precise about a specific detail. I said, mom, from the time that it took for you to see it and hear it fall and crash and to get to the object, how long was that? And she was like, ah, maybe 20 to 25 seconds. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me that the, the police and the military, they're like these, these officials, they're already back there. She's like, yeah, I don't understand how they got there so fast. And I'm like, so it would be as if they would have had to have known it was going to crash there or they were already tracking it. Correct. And she's like, yeah, that would, that, you know, she was like, I, I guess that would make the most sense. And I'm like, mom, what if I told you that some of the research I've been doing has led me to believe that it's possible that the people that you saw back there were not police officers and they were not military. And she's like, what are you getting at? And I'm like, I think that may have potentially been the phenomenon itself. And my mom was like, she just had this look on her face. Like she doesn't, she's not very like receptive to like, you know, woo. <laughs> but I, I mentioned some, some stuff from John Keel and I showed her a couple quotes and whatnot. And she's like, as weird as that is, she's like, Tommy, I think you might be onto something. So yeah, that happened to my mom back in the seventies. And, uh, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to try to try to interview her like on camera and, and do like a real, real like detailed, interview about it um because this is someone that's not into ufos this is someone that would prefer them to not be real but she said that that was just it's something that happened to her and she thought it was really weird and uh there's there's no escape <laughs> from the facts i'm back but my shit's kind of acting up so let me know if it sounds crappy i see astro's here now too what's up Astro? can you hear me yo you able to hear me yeah, your your voice is coming through right. just just fine, bro. I, I didn't know if you could hear me, and I couldn't hear you guys for a minute, so I was a little bit worried. So here's the deal: what we're gonna do is let's we'll do a thorough space over crash retrievals, NHI retrievals, uh, retrieval teams, anything along those lines that kind of connects to that. But I also want people, importantly, with this space using that thread down there, hashtag it, but also make sure you put something that got you into the subject, but it has something to do with these crash retrievals, something you've seen recently, something that brought you here, something you know you don't think someone else does, it's important, because this is how I learn. And I'm gonna tell you this, I just told Thomas and them, I don't give a shit. Don't meet your heroes. Most of the people that are in the know, supposedly on this subject, don't know shit about this fucking subject, aside from a select few. I've always been disappointed because I learn more from these rooms and those threads. That's how I got to where I'm at. I click every thread and I read and then I just develop. 
Uh, I'm good at it and I enjoy it. So do that for me. Do it for other people. And we're going to start talking about crash retrievals and different things. Different ones that may have happened before people even thought a damn guess crash retrieval would have happened. I mean, I've always talked about the 1862 Trapper incident in Cadet Pass, Montana, right? That's kind of an early one. But there's even earlier, I think. And I think it's just a continuation thing. And I'm actually looking at an area right now. And I know if you look at my Twitter threads, you can see some of the different places. I'm kind of posting some uh, Google Earth shots just from different tips I have. So I'm, I'm searching one more spot that's looking good. So I can always use your help, too. One other thing I want you to pay attention to in this thread. I'm looking for locations of different crash retrieval programs. Now, here's how they're set up. These crash retrieval programs are in different places and I will put in the thread and post in the nest how they're kind of set up. They're like set up for communications, weapons, materials, that type of thing. I want you to put in this thread where you think those installations, wherever you think they could be. Like what if you've seen something somewhere that can make you think, oh, communications, that could be here. Because again, I've got a couple and I could use your fucking help getting the rest, so I appreciate that. So, Astral, Tom, you want to take over while I do some of this? Sure, man. Astral, since I just took up some time telling everybody in here this little story, why don't I swing it over to you? Oh, shit. I'm chilling, man. Um, I think what one of the questions that I just asked on my feed was about seeing a UFO in a dream. And so that's kind of yeah. Where I saw that. Lies. I actually yeah, have a easy. reply to that that I forgot to hit enter Dude, on. Dude, it's so getting just, a lot of replies already. I think I'll tell you one. Very common. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll tell you one. Um, that like I like it's it's the single one that I like never forget. There, it was I think I think I was only like out of high school, like a couple of years, and I had this weird dream you know, in quotes, one night that I was standing on my back deck and I was staring up and there was this beautiful, like, blue, white with, like, hints of silver, like, craft over me and, like, everything around me was kind of, like, foggy in a way. It was almost like there was, like, a fog. And I could see, like, the silhouettes of just, like, endless people just all around me. And that's it. Like that's the whole thing, but I I have a very vivid memory of of whatever that imagery was, uh, dream or otherwise. Yeah, it's really interesting reading a lot of people's responses to it. Uh, it seems to For be sure. common. Yeah, and there's very a common. common there's a common dream. Somebody posted about a dream that they had in which like something was happening to Earth and like ships were picking up people like that's actually yeah. a common dream that that i've heard i've had that kind of dream too um ever since i was a kid i've had uh on and off cataclysm dreams uh one in particular is very very prominent it's reoccurring and it's uh tsunamis i've had dreams where like i was standing out in front of my house and i could see like a tsunami coming over like the trees or you know stuff like that um, but there was one that I had where it felt like it was, and I, I don't know how to describe this properly, but it's like, it felt like there had been a situation like that and it was like post cataclysm. And I was like, it's weird because it, it it's going to sound nuts. It feels like a memory. And that's, what's so strange about it is it feels like more like a memory than a dream. 
And if any of you guys have seen the Matrix trilogy, um, if you guys remember what Zion looks like, how it's like these like rows and rows and rows like vertically of like these like apartments that they had, it felt like I was like living in one of those, but it was like instead of everything being made out of steel, it was like we were living like underground. So I had like an apartment that was like a cave, if that makes sense. And I don't know how to explain it, but there's it's very it's very jumbled up and strange, but it it was somehow connected to like these cataclysm dreams. And it's like in my waking life, I'm like, hell, man, maybe that <laughs> maybe that's what it was like, you know, like when the hope he got rescued by the ant people or something. I don't know. You know, it's like the closest thing I can compare it to, but it felt oddly different than a dream. That's that's why it gonna, sticks it's out. It's gonna be where me. we're at if if disclosure doesn't happen. This was gonna. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna be living underground. Exactly. They're already painting it away dude. from everybody. If the if the here the people are seeing the powerpoints, they're like, it's over. Don't even bother. <laughs> Somebody should. Oh my god. Like their research, they're like, you know what? Pack it up. Let's not even do the hearing. Somebody's preparing for it. <laughs> they got some bullshit yeah. that they <laughs> that they shared. It's it's like it's like a picture of Skinny Bob or something, right? Like. <laughs> It's like, oh man, we're just we're just parroting like the internet here. Yo, I I'm will not, say that yeah, it is crazy worried. that like people took that image and analyzed every photo in it and found out what what every photo represented and was like, why is she looking at that? Which, beside your view on it, like you got to give people credit for doing that. Absolutely, that no, I, 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 dude, what whether you're a debunker or a skeptic like a heavy skeptic or you're just like a full-on believer like i always appreciate like that level of of uh, investigative work i've dude <laughs> if you if all of you knew some of the things that i've been doing lately just for this friggin' video about the grays <laughs> you wouldn't even believe some of the shit that i've been doing and some of the places that i've been looking it is outrageous but it's worth it in the end i think Got to do that. I'm not worried about that material, though, Astral. I saw, you know, I, I, I looked at the images and a lot of it I recognize, and that's fine. I'm more concerned with tomorrow morning when we find out, allegedly, we're supposed to be finding out tomorrow morning at 9 Eastern. The, the names, <laughs> yeah, the Ross. names of the individuals that are going to be participating. Now batting, number one. David right? <laughs> oh, my God. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that is second. <laughs> Those are, that's the that's the rest. Everybody's like, all right, Grush, we know. Everybody is uh, speculating on who the rest of the names are going to be. I almost hope. I almost hope that like, at least one of them is somebody we've never heard of before. And the reason I say that is because I think that's an opportunity for like a like a fresh palette right like you just bring someone in none of us have ever heard them before so we all kind of get to figure it out all together and i just hope that their their uh resume is sound because from what i've heard some of these individuals that apparently didn't uh you know didn't didn't make the cut i guess you know uh failed their background checks that doesn't mean they weren't credible like I've heard a couple people talking about that, that these were people that we should have all still heard from, but that they're being extraordinarily strict as far as the requirements uh, to even testify. But I'm really curious to see if they'll do like a secondary 
uh, hearing with those individuals, maybe outside of government. Maybe it can just be its own thing, um, like put together by citizens. But also, shout out to Juan because I see Juan's in there. Juan, you've been on fire, man. I've been, I, I, I like you're one of the people that I actually, I check your posts like more than almost anyone. <laughs> like, like there's a few people, obviously Astral, Shane, and Ty. Um, and then I look at you. I look at, um, I look at Mike. There's a couple. There's a couple guys that I'm um, just like when I wake up in the morning and I need to know what the hell is going on, or I just want to see the something news. interesting. It's the news, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just want to figure it out. Like, that's it. Shane, do you have your hand up in your own space? I'm kind of polite <laughs> like that. I've always been polite like that. <laughs> I've never seen that yeah. before. Well, yeah, I'll pass it over to you. Yeah, that's this. funny. I usually talk more in the spaces that I don't host, and I like to host spaces so I can post more. Does that make sense? But today, we'll see. We'll try to do a yeah, little bit of the whole thing. I know you guys were talking about a couple different things, and I completely forgot what they I can go on forever, so this so, is a good opportunity for that to not happen. What was you were just talking about? Because I had a point before you said something about me raising my hand. We're talking about the, uh, the you know, the uh, tomorrow morning they're going to be announcing the uh, the roster oh. of individuals that are going to be participating. Oh, right on. In the Here's the thing: a lot of people that may not be there, I, I think they are being strict for reasons. They don't want recycled things, and they need they need something a little more than the typical. And by that, I give you this. No matter what people thinks of David, his testimony of that, I can promise you he's not lying. And I say that from the fact of he's not a civilian whistleblower. He's a military, which means he went around a chain of command to do the whistleblowing, which is a no-no unless the whistleblowing's legit, right? Okay. So now he's doing the whistleblowing. In the IG complaint, he talks about specific things in this complaint, right? But before that, I'll tell you that there was a leak that Eric Davis did that everyone was worried he's going to ruin the shit. Come on, guys. That was on purpose. They needed people to be able to understand how to vet David themselves. And in that little tweet or Facebook, it says attached is an SSO. No one else would have known that, right? Special security officer. What is that? That's what Doty used to be. They hold all the keys to the cars. And so what that was happening is David was saying these things. And this SSO was saying, yes, you, that's how that was being vetted. So that's a huge thing. On top of that, David, while in duty, doing his job, briefed people that were very senior to him, not one, not two, multiple people on the same things he's talking about. So he was doing this within the federal government as his job repeatedly. I can promise you he's not going to be convicted of shit. We need to get ready, get over the fact that whatever complaints about David, because dude's a hero, he started the dam, shit's about to start unloading. Now, I want to know, guys, what you all think about the crash retrieval programs, Majestic 12. Um, you can even talk about, because I think they hide them in their uh, mill labs, MK Ultra, all these type of things, because they're all intertwined. I mean, how better to hide your programs that you're fucking with people, you're, you're civilians. Oh, dude's crazy. He said he saw an alien. They abducted him. We've had the ability since the 70s, MK, our government, to put shit in people's heads. And I promise you that. We also already know what makes people feel good, bad, 
all these things. MK Ultra, Delta, all these different variations have existed, right? Matter of fact, we've had superhuman programs. What is it? Uh, Project Superman, time travel programs, Project Pegasus. We've had uh, the Montauk chair, all of this shit. So that's where we're going. So who was that? We'll go with J-Just, and I think that was... Was it you, uh, Josh, next? Uh, I think that sounds about right. Maybe Will okay, cool. before me, but Thanks yeah, that's that. pretty close. I know J-Justice next, though. Okay, I have a general question that's perplexing me. Okay, we know these senators, we know politicians. They don't do anything altruistic. They always do things to kind of, um, you know, make sure they they keep their seat they get their donors, and a lot of these um, uh, defense companies, they are donors. So why are they going about it this way? Why aren't they going through back channels? Why, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. These, these are, are companies that also um, supply us or supply the, you know, the free world with... Um, with weapons as well. So why aren't, why aren't they going through back channels and doing it that way? I'm going to say this. Awesome points, because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to piggyback on that. Everyone has a craft. All these companies, this corruption, uh, Turner, I think was the last one. So all you need to do is look at who's being the loudest about us currently within the Senate and Congress about not having programs. Trace that back to BlackRock, who owns percentages of aerospace companies right not only do they own percentages uh blackrock also owns uh yes but check this out they own percentages but even owning just the percentages that's genius too because you're right they own these news companies parts of it but they also have a billion companies that they can both legally buy politicians and say hey we're gonna not advertise with you if you run that story so they've got a double-edged sword right there all freaking great points jay just great points blackrock now imagine this guys how crazy people think it is that we have craft we've had craft how do you guys feel about the fact that there may be companies like water those mercenary companies that have craft everyone but you is currently flying a craft and that's probably not even an exaggeration and go ahead uh will yeah, nobody has uh, said anything to me. So if news drops tomorrow and my name is on that list, I'm going to lose my shit because I'm going to be at my regular job. Get the lottery. <laughs> and you, did anybody uh, see that podcast that I was on? No, I haven't yet. And actually, Will, I want to have you on mine as well. I just started the new one up and I'll go ahead and do a little uh, shout out to old. Yeah, Poking the podcast. Why don't you why don't you post it in the uh in the little chat we'll thing the there? Will I'd love to watch it. What's that? Yeah, yeah. You can put it up top there in the nest. this down. And Will, of course, I'll I'll echo uh Shane. You're I'm you're always welcome on my podcast and me and Ty's podcast. You have you have so many choices. So many choices. <laughs> Yo, uh Josh, are you gonna be there at the hearing? I, I think you were posting about it. What's up, dude? Yes, dude, I'm going to go. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to try to uh, – I'll probably try to grab some of the, the Congress folks after the meeting and, and ask them some questions. Um, I don't know how how uh, 
coming they may be they, they may be eager to come off of a high or something uh if it goes well uh or if they're frustrated they may you know release some more information so yeah i'm going to be there i think there's going to be uh, a couple other folks there uh so yeah i'm really looking forward to it i think it's going to be a meaningful um event uh which is why i'm going i took it the day off of work so uh, Did you see the last yeah. hearing where afterwards there was a li- not a li- not controversy, but people were like uh, coming up to Gillibrand and like giving them their books, and it kind of made a little bit of a scene. Uh, but I think I if we had some more respectable people and like asking questions, like real questions, instead of like pushing their, <laughs> you know, like their yeah. shit. I-, I think you're right. Um, I-, I think coming at. Uh- by the way, I'm going to dress up in a suit and tie. I'm going to wear my Armani out there. Uh, yes, I don't sir. have a chance to dress up nice like that, but uh, I'm going to go in <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, so I, I think that, yeah, the, the it's always – it's a challenge for because the people who go to these things are very passionate about it, right, like uh, like me, right, uh, and and like the folks who you saw uh, – the the last time the people who have had experiences right and so they feel like it's their mission to to kind of like help raise awareness around the thing so if they're yeah they're they're very eager to tell their stories i think that um yeah i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be good i think there's gonna be a lot of interesting folks there who will be able to ask some good questions afterwards if there's time for questions uh it's it's gonna be a fun time um yeah also what's up guys it's been a little while i hope you guys are all doing good um Things have been going pretty good over here, so uh, I'm chipper this evening. Um, yeah, so the topic, I guess, is crash retrievals and MJ-12. I got to be honest, man. I'm skeptical about all the MJ-12 stuff in the military labs, the my labs or whatever. Um, that's one of those things that I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't, I don't see the evidence beyond stories, right? And I say that as somebody who has their own weird story. So it's it's just one of those things that's hard for me to buy out the gate without a little more evidence. And I do think, though, if stuff like that has happened, I think these kind of hearings are where we're going to start hearing about that stuff more. Uh, I, I will be really eager to see if David Grush is there to talk about some of this stuff because it sounds like he's got some strong, uh, direct lines to some of the evidence. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be – I mean, I don't want to hype it, but I think it's going to be a really meaningful event. Hey, so. let me say this, Josh. Yeah. I used to be where you were about the MK Ultra, and through my reporting and sources and things like that, on top of that, just some other things I just want to say right now. I now completely changed my mind. Look, man, I'm telling you, I'm more concerned now what's what if the number of UFOs people saw were actually alien with a smaller percentage than the number of craft that were ours. Because I don't think people are getting the amount of, sh- like they've had reverse engineered shitty EV tech for a minute, right? So how better to hide a program than to say, oh, they're saying an alien abducted and did an experiment? Now, if we've had the ability, which we've had, they've talked about a uh, kick green and all these, talk about these different things, right? So if we've had that ability to do things with people's minds, put thoughts in their head, make them feel whatever way, if we've also had these craft that can stay invisible, why not do an abduction, do a test, you know, something along those lines, and then make sure, guess what? People won't remember, or if they do, what are they going to do? Now, don't have to take my word for it. 
I'm just, I changed my stance because, yeah, it sounds like a lot of just people talking, but that's how UFO crashes retrievals used to be. And it used to all be like this. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm at the point now where I'm not surprised by anything and I'm fully prepared to change my mind on my whole belief system nearly daily, right? Because this is the, this is one of those topics that it's just there. There's even if like, there are so many just out there concepts associated with it that you, you, as you keep developing in the, in the topic, it just keeps blowing your mind. Right. Um, so learning that flexibility has been re really important for me, but I, I, vet, I wanted to ask you, um, I'm kind of curious. I, I think that folks like, uh, Colt Hart and Zeibel, um, Zabel, Zabel have has suggested that there is a potential timeline associated with the urgency of or, uh, of this disclosure. Mm. I think they maybe figured that and out today. So, and well, well, let me let me. So, when I wrote my thing in 2013, I distinctly felt a time element as well, and I timed it the way I did for a reason, right? Um, whatever my experiences were, right? I don't fully understand them, whatever. But I, I remember distinctly feeling some similar things. But I wanted to ask you, kind of what have you been hearing from some of your sources about that time sensitivity? Um, and, and what do you think may, are some of the reasons behind that? No one will answer me on it. So that's how serious it is. But I will tell you that today, I don't even know. I haven't talked to any. I haven't, I haven't even tried to vet it or ask anybody about it. But today I ran across some information that all of a sudden my normal click that I usually go to my sources and see if it's whatever if it's legit and all this type of stuff and they vet it for me this time i didn't get a chance but i kind of came across something today that made me realize is that what the timeline's about so here's what i'm going to give you guys you heard it here first i'm not telling you it's real or not because i still haven't got a chance to really investigate the shit out of this right so has anybody ever heard of the zen freddy um abductions in italy it's an older case so zen freddy talks about being abducted and he says that these, whatever it is that abducts him, says they're from this galaxy and they're going to end up, uh, they need to come here because they're going to lose their planet. Right? That So, and it, it's, it's the guy's name is something, Prince something Krill or something along those lines. And then fast forward to, I, I come across a couple documents and a couple other things. And it's, I know people aren't going to, they're going to hear the name and they're going to immediately say, oh no, but you shouldn't. I'm not saying it's all real, but I'm going to tell you, William Cooper. So he talks about Eisen. He talks about the the treaties, right? He mentions in the treaties who who he has. So the long nosed gray aliens that were at Holloman are the bad guys. Look at it that way, right? They're the ones that had the bodies and stuff in there. That's what Cooper talks about. And he also says that when they have this meeting. Whoever it is is there says, refer to me as omnipresent something krill. Same thing from that, that Zen Freda investigation, right? Crazy shit. So Cooper keeps talking about this. And they've, and so here's where it gets wild. They said, both of them say their planets are dying and they're going to have to come here. William Cooper says <laughs> they live near Beetlejuice. Why don't you go look up what's going on with Beetlejuice right now? There's a possible supernova happening. Could that be what the 2027 shit is? That's just me guessing here, guys, with, with stuff I got. Now, think about it. Both of these things talk about the same species, whatever. This We do have these freaking treaties. 
specifically Cooper, who I will say held a job. I, I, I want to think he held freaking um, Corso's old job. And there's a reason they killed him. For real. If you haven't, behold a pale horse. Astro's reading it right now. But so he talks about specifically and he names this guy and he says they near Beetlejuice and they're going to something's going to happen and their planet's going to be wiped out. Now we can take the Beetlejuice situation. If you go look it up and piece together what's been going on. They don't know if it's going to go supernova or not. What do you guys think? Who is next anyway? I think I jumped up. What's up, guy? Uh, yeah, I don't know if it was me. Um, yeah, with the with I'll, I'll touch on the MJ12 stuff in a bit because you know I'm proper, proper into that. But, um, yeah. Oh, mate, uh, I found a really good a really good uh, thing recently with that, um, Eisenhower. It's like a memo from 1954 about the first meeting he had with the uh, with the two um, with the two blonde haired uh, beings that apparently met him. Um, and the stuff it goes on about it's it's like you say you don't. After you've researched stuff for so long, you don't need to actually check its source because it fits in the timeline. Everything about that thing, it fits it exactly where it's supposed to. Um, and it's like a piece of the jigsaw just fitting in. Um, ahead, guy, I didn't mean to step on you. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, it's cool, man. What you what, said, what, the blonde hair, you reminded me. So there's another treaty with a separate race. They wanted to help, help us spiritually, and they warned us about the ones at Holloman. And ask yourselves, Who's kind of pointed that out and helped us this whole program? Because we do have a crash, not only a retrieval, we have a bait, track, and takedown, right? So we know how to do all these things. So Guy is actually a pro at MJ12. He's got a shitload of documents. I need to go through those. I completely forgot. I need to go through those as well, too. Big pro at this shit. So thank you for that, Guy. I appreciate it. And who is up here next? And uh, Astral, Tom, you want to take over? Yo, I think it was yeah, Christian sure. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Christian. Dude, so about that Beetlejuice thing, I haven't heard that, but I was, uh, take this for the green of salt because I've never listened to Lou Elizondo say this, but I was listening to Disclosure tonight the other day, and Fessler said that uh, Lou Elizondo was told him or, I don't remember, he told him or Rob or somebody to read the book, The Three-Body Problem, and uh, that's a trilogy, and he, you know, he said it was hypothetical, He's but you know, about I, don't dark know. Force. I don't know if he said what he means by that. Dark yeah. Force, exactly. Exactly. What be careful who you call out to, because uh, if they answer, <clears throat> you may not be alive. You know what I'm saying? Are you okay? Hey, you're breaking up, buddy. That's coming on Netflix too, right? Yeah, it's like it's a, I've, I've read the books, great books too. If you haven't, you should read them. But it is coming out on there, and it's basically essentially about we get first contact, and the whole gist of it is: do you reply or not? Because you have two choices. Doesn't mean they're always going to be good, and we do. And then they get a warning saying, "Hey, the next person that hears this is not going to be like me, so do not reply again." And we still do, and then all hell breaks loose. Hey, hey, uh, Shane, can you, I lost like the last 15 seconds there. Uh, you were replying to me and I don't, you're good now. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, uh, you said careful and then something, I don't know. I, I lost, I don't know, something weird had a glitch or something with Twitter, like always, but yeah, what were you saying, bro? I said, Christian's awesome. He's one of the few people that has my phone number. We talk about the subject and bullshit. So I, I don't remember what I was saying, bro. I was saying, I was piggybacking on what you were kind of saying. Can't even remember. Bro, last point. 
I want to say is because I got to take care of my kids. Uh, about the whole my lab and crash retrievals, MJ12. I was so skeptical of that I keep. Sca- I was actually reading a book today from Ballet Revelations. He was talking about what you were talking about, that the CIA and all these people have the ability to abduct, to put thoughts in people's heads, voices. And I was like, wow, I can't believe Ballet is saying this. Um, and he uh, talked about but there's this thing, you know, where you get your memory wiped to and you don't even remember shit. Most people don't remember th- these things. But what my my question is, why and who is doing this and what i think is i think we made a deal like you were saying earlier with uh, uh with a group of nhis that might not have our, might not be the best ones and i think that they might be our boss or, or like not that they're they might be like in control of the like the my lab situation or i just don't understand why you would do this to ordinary citizens and i don't think it's I honestly don't have any answers. I, I don't Let know me ask what you the hell. Why wouldn't they? If it's for some post of greater good, national security, they always make excuses. But no, let's, let's take a step back. Doesn't always they mean they're doing it to us. Maybe when Michael Herrera just mentioned the human trafficking, someone had said on Twitter, and I got it too, as soon as they said it, they're like, well, it was right after the tsunamis, so they wouldn't miss anybody. How, why not? They can. And if you think they wouldn't, We need to revisit what the whole church committee was about because here's where it gets really crazy. I've had numerous people tell me, and you guys could even probably even think this, programs do not end within the government, especially if they get something out of them. And we know uh, 12, Ultra, all these different programs. We've got Aquarius, uh, what is it, Plato, freaking just one at Delta, all one after the other. Now, we're going to actually, I'm going to post a couple different one of these in this thread here so whoever's next can go ahead i want to see if you guys know something pro- oh someone mentioned men in black has anyone ever heard of the project name that covers men in black it's located within our located within the i think it's the nro luna project luna never heard of it i'm wondering so go ahead whoever's next truth what up man Hey, man, uh, go ahead and jump over to just the guy. I'll, I'll get back with you in just a second, bro. Yeah, I'll go if you want. I'll just uh, finish off because uh, I've just said uh, that thing I was talking about to, to uh, you, Shane. But, um, yeah, the right about the thing, if, if you've got to imagine that if we have been uh, visited by um, aliens or extraterrestrial, to say, extraterrestrial biological entities, um and the things that they do when they abduct people, um, as as like put put uh, put thoughts into people's heads, uh, control them, manipulate them. What if they've actually done that with the with the government, and they're not actually uh, able to actually well defend themselves? You know what I mean? That they've just been coerced into believing that uh, Russia's got like heavy water heavy water weapons and stuff like this that that, that we were talking about back in the forties and the fifties, and. Uh, They've been controlled to, to be manipulated to to trust an alien species and swap technology swap swap people for for technology to use against their own people. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, it's pretty crazy um, because every every time that there's been peacemakers trying to make peace with Russia, they've been killed off and they've been took out took out the picture and systematic wars just continued and continued and uh, the the 
like the, the beings that first contacted them, they, they basically said, if you disarm the nuclear weapons, we'll grow your spiritual uh, spiritual uh, health, or spir- sorry, your, your spiritual growth. Um, but these other species are, um, are lost their lost their spiritual growth and they've uh, gone forward with their technology, and um, that's why they're trying to hybridize with humans. But that's just a, a, a crazy hypothetical thought that's uh, that's drawn from the conclusions of research that I've done. But yeah, it's, uh, you have to have you have to come to your own conclusions, and uh, like it's, I say, dude, it's, a, it's a great discussion to th- to see how much influence there is on humanity and society um and and how much the extraterrestrial or you know uh ultra dimensional whatever you think about it is is affecting us whether it's known like they're doing it um either unbeknownst to us like making us do it uh through our subconscious or they're like like living amongst us and like doing it as people <laughs> you know it's like to go that far but it's crazy to the, the great discussion hey guy yeah. let me ask you this have you heard this because this oh. is important to me as well and it makes sense who else in here thinks this makes sense so one of the things with the treaties was underground bases located where indian reservations in utah and i can name a couple others so how many does that make sense to people in the aspect of skinwalker ranch yakima valley Top, top in this reservation is where the hotspot is here. So that's a continuous thing. So that kind of opened my eyes there. Have you heard that guy? Uh, yeah, the deep underground military bases. Yeah, that they go from um, pretty much Los, Al- Los Alamos um, to White Sands to Cheyenne Base, um, the Space Command of NORAD to the reservoirs just there. Um, there's, there's loads, but they all, all go all the way to Kentucky, I believe. Kentucky is like um, one of the openings to Inner Earth, which has got it's, it's uh, got an underground passage, which can actually they had a nightclub down there and stuff, which gonna it, it has like oxygen and, and an atmosphere that's the same as a uh, same as above above a uh, well above the uh, under under sorry above the Inner Earth, should I say? So um, ultimately, what's the reason for the hotspot? I'll ask this to Guy and Shane. Like, what? It, why are there hotspots? Like, is there a reason there? Um, with the hotspots, I believe that um, they are like uh, gravity anomalies. Um, if you look at Antarctica, um, not many people realize on Antarctica that uh, they they found um, a massive crevice, uh, which is like a big. They found a massive hole. Basically, it's like a thirty or three hundred meters across. Um, and at that point, there's a, like a gravity anomaly, which is a, it has like an electrical, mag, electric, sorry, electromagnetic effect on it, um, which it, it kind of makes sense because it's it would be like a radar point, it'd be like a, a super Dude, antenna. Guy, you and I would um, be an investigative powerhouse, bro. Look what I posted. Look what I posted up in the nest, man. <laughs> I'll check it out now, dude. It's the tunnel. So I posted a map with all the underground bullshit. I've been investigating it, looking at this shit too. So before everybody writes it off, I promise you, everyone used to write off the fact that we not only have programs, reverse energy programs, crash retrieval programs, treaties. Uh, we kind of know what's going on. It gets t- kind of deep in here. So who was who up next? And damn, guy, you're on point with all that. So thank you for bringing that shit up. You didn't answer my what question, you though, Shane. What, oh, what, it, it no, what's the, what's the reason for like the, what the, guy the said, hot spots? Like, is it well, geological? I is it nuclear? Guy, Oh, my God. What if... No, that can't be right. Somebody needs to look at the dates. What if we... When did we give those people... When did we give them them that land exactly, right? That kind of thing. Maybe that's the way they tried to cover that shit up. You got Mel's Hole, the, the reservations. I think it has to do with what Guy said and then the treaties. So as long as they did this and it... 
I know that one of the treaties, arm behind their back, you, you got to kind of do it. So I think it was, he had no fucking choice. I don't know what else he could do, but it makes sense because like I said, where I'm located, Skinwalker Ranch, all these other places, shit. Uh, Hudson Valley's located near, um, oh, they got, they're, they're all located near reservations. So, yeah. Los, Los Alamos as well, Sandia Labs, had uh, what's called the Z-Pulse power machine, which uh, creates an artificial atmosphere uh, so it can create a, a different atmosphere in the, in, the, in the Earth's atmosphere so it can create like an atmosphere where it's just X-rays or ultraviolets. It's, it's pretty magic to check it out. But uh, yeah, that's, that's what I reckon it is. It's uh, points, where, points where the electromagnetic fields are disturbed and that's why when thermonuclear bombs or nuclear bombs are, are thrown down, that's, uh, that's a, a, another target point it's like a beacon um shining off oh yeah we had that's another thing you reminded me of and after after this take over real quick um i was going to say that the the ones that were the good guys the nhi that said they want to help us spiritually made us promise no more fucking nukes that's a big thing so the nukes was like a we sent out a calling card told the world hey guys look what we're doing the the blondies that basically we told them um we wouldn't. So with the nukes now, does that mean maybe everyone's seeing more right now because of the shit that's going down around the world, or is it just because of the amount, the ability of mobility cameras, things like mobile cameras, things like that? But we've had mobile cameras for a minute, or is it just society's now currently aware? Well, did you see what Yuri Geller just posted? <laughs> he said uh, UFOs are going to be spotted in the next 48 hours, according to the Galactic Federation. <laughs> I'm like, damn, dude. <laughs> should, should he Yuri, <laughs> Yuri really has hey. balls th- like the size of Manhattan. Hey, listen, shit Yuri's like talking about a Galactic it. Federation. There's an Israeli ex-defense uh, chief and a Canadian one. Both said the same fucking thing. Yep, yeah, Hellier, yeah, they, yep, they sure did. Man. Paul Hellier, so, yeah. I, I like and those Paul, are two man. guys, you know, that, that have credibility. Like, uh, you know, when someone of that ranking says something like that, I think it's worth looking into, right? It's like, well, why did sure. someone with of that stature make that statement? You right got to really do me a think favor, about guys, that. Before you take over after this, Astral, retweet the space. I haven't done that yet. Do me a solid. Get other people in here. Good conversations. Anyone's welcome to come up here, talk about this subject, Anything you want to know, ask questions. Maybe one of us can answer it. The Juan's in here. It'd be nice to get him to talk. He likes these crash retrievals too. So, Astral, Tom, take over for a bit. Yeah, man. So, I've been in the background here diving into the the, the crash retrievals. And some. I've had a couple people ask me, well, how is how is it possible that any military or, you know, any government on this planet is always ahead of everybody else. Like, how come, you know, these things crash and then they're right there, they're ready for it. And it's it's really simple. And I'm sure a lot of you can figure this out on your own, but I figured it'd be make a point of, of bringing it up. They're the ones with all the tech. Like, how many, how many, how many people here have uh, the most advanced radar station in the world uh, just sitting in their backyard? None of us. We don't have access to that type of tech. So when something comes down into the atmosphere or it pops in out of nowhere, as it's been suggested by a lot of the material I've seen, that a lot of these objects just kind of poof, they just kind of appear. 
of course they're going to be able to get to it before anybody else if it crashes because they're tracking it and they probably have a system in place where when one of these objects displays certain characteristics they're on the ready they've seen it before so they get themselves prepared and just like uh shane has mentioned that they they've tracked them they they will bait and they will shoot them down and they will capture them this has happened before based on my own personal research i firmly believe that is a fact that is something that has happened um it's like well if they're so advanced how is that possible well, it's really simple it's called it's called i call it technological compatibility um if you have a civilization that the basis and foundation of, of all of their technology is water uh we're, we could defeat them in a battle all we have to do is use electricity Right, so it's like a battle of elements. It depends on what the foundation of that technology happens to be. And for some reason, uh, some of the things that we utilize on this planet appear to have an advantage in certain situations. Uh, maybe electromagnetism. You know, th there's high frequencies that we've emitted apparently to try to bring some of these things down. It's not that they're not ultra advanced. Yes, they are far ahead of us, at least two thousand years plus, based on my research. It's it's a compatibility thing. It's 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 like boxing. Um, it's a, you know the, the tail of the tape is it's you know styles make fights if that makes sense. I'm sure some of you understand some of the uh, analogies I'm making here, but the, it, it's not about who's more advanced. It's just about what you have and how you can use it. It, it I mean think about you know any underdog or any sort of situation where you have. Uh, two forces clashing whether they be beings or ships whatever it is and there is a strategic advantage held by one of significance all the other one has to do is figure out what the weakness is right superman is the shit until you slap some kryptonite in his face right it, like think about that that it's there's always that one little thing that can do it there's that one little trigger so it's not impossible for us to take some of these things down especially the ones that are drones if they have no pilots there's there's Maybe not as much um, of an opportunity for countermeasures to take place check as well. Check this out. I posted up in the thread, up in the nest, the mage incident. You guys should check that out. The reason I tell you that, um, if you go to the Hill 166 incident in Russia, and you can also, you got the one I just posted, as well as a couple others. They talk about this, exactly what's in the mage incident, right? This ball of light that seems to separate go after some stuff and then an explosion you can also which i've got people who question the pinterch incident but she because she was a previous kind of ufo hound before it happened but she has some photos and some pictures and kind of talked about stuff that others do but the mage incident's a good idea of what you would see now if you want to know how we take them down here's a couple clues if we shoot them down with a missile and our guns, it's one of our craft or an NGO's craft or another nation's craft that's been reverse engineered. No question about it. If we use our energy weapon, which is we do have and which we have designed, uh, the legacy whistleblower that Toby and I had met was asked to design it. And then later on, I, met, I had another whistleblower talk about said weapon. So that weapon exists within the MJ-12 program. So we also know that they're not going to just take down random ass anything. It's a matter of, they label them, um, was it benign, freaking 
all there's three categories. They're either gonna kill you, they're not, or they just don't give a shit. So who was the J just up next? Yeah. Um if they were actually uh, th- thinking that there's going to be some sort of mass invasion, wouldn't they tie up little wars and skirmishes they had going on in the planet and inform even our enemies? Probably not. Because chaos, they probably, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, that's just, I mean, I'm assuming they wouldn't because they're keeping us in the dark on this. But I don't know. I know they're close with... So look, the way this MJ-12 program exists, it's off the books, off the books. Like, not even heads of state know. And it's not because they want to keep them out for some secrecy reasons. I mean, that may be part of it. It's a buffer. They wanted this alien thing taken care of and out of the picture, and they don't want to know shit about it until it's done. Okay, but they're going after the tech companies and weapon companies that are have the tech to fight something like that. Well, no, I don't know if they, no, the companies have the sense. tech to fly. I don't think they have the tech as weapons. I think, well, maybe I can't say that because who the hell probably designed that shit, right? I have a tweet that talks about in um, Cochise County, Arizona, there's a base uh, for you know, the H anyway. And uh, one of my sources had talked about, he had heard a story that they take crash retrievals there and they test the weapons out on them there to see if it, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. What do you think, Jay Just? I think it's a power grab. I think that one set of companies has it, maybe another set that funds some of these politicians want it. I don't know, but that's my thinking. It's like just normal thinking. But uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. What the heck do I know? I think I think there's two sides of it too. I think one side we're developing the technology to to w- what we believe is to be able to take these things down um, and to study them. And then there's the other aspect is like there's tech, if there's advanced civilizations that are trying to influence us, they'd almost have to like dumb down something to be able for us to understand it and for us to back engineer it in the first place. So it's kind of like. You know, they can't just come down and let's just give it to us. You know, they can't land and be like, here it is, you know, like <laughs> save yourselves well, now. But there's got to be some Astral, sort of method. Astral, it should be open source. It should be given to universities. It should be like science could be changed completely. Our, well, I think our... there's a sense of like we have to discover it ourselves, you know, whether through its AI uh, development assisting us or whatever it is, there's got to be some sort of way we've got to figure it out. Yeah, I think but that's these the craft also were given to us for a reason, if that's the truth. And they should be, other people should have access to them to try and figure them out. If they haven't figured them out, these companies. Another thing I wanted to go over is um, on these craft, if abductions are real and physical, then there's tech there that's medical. And what are those things and how can they help? society and how can they help us in that area of society so that i'm interested in because you know we're dying of many diseases and what can this do for us um if at all so that's another thing because if if the stories are true they found like people on board some of these craft 
and other things more gruesome. So, you know, they have tech on those craft that might be able to be used for the good of humanity. And that's what I think we should focus on. And you're right. They did have body parts on some of those craft. So, uh, that's some, I've heard that in multiple places too. You can go find witness testimony from multiple people talking about coming across craft with body parts and shit like that. So it's not all love and light. Uh, was it guy or truth? Uh, truth it was. Uh, yeah, thanks, Shane. Astral, Tom, let me come on and speak for a second. One of the things the other day, man, uh, I was scrolling through and hit uh, Kloss on Truth. Most of you guys follow him. And he had posted up some stuff from a book that I'd read probably 15 years ago that uh, caused a lot of synopsis to start connecting again. And I'm going back and readdressing it. And I'm probably going to probably order the book again. I gave it away so uh, some friend of mine could read it. And I'm going to have to acquire it again. But it's called uh, Gold Warriors. And uh, what this is by a guy named uh, Sterling Seagrave. And I think it was published around 2006, somewhere in that range. But he did a lot of research uh, coming out of World War II. And it's kind of it's kind of circular on kind of getting into the whole topic that we're talking about. But uh, what this entails was the program that the United States government put forth at the end of World War II when, uh, when uh, the Japanese finally surrendered to us. And... Uh, during the, I think from 38 all the way up to 45, uh, the Japanese government was, was going through the Southeast Asia, was just absolutely acquiring all sorts of wealth, gold, platinum, silver, this type of thing. And at the end of the war, they, according to what Seagraves had said, was that there was an agreement made between MacArthur and several of the other higher generals that uh, there would be no type of Nuremberg trials done against any of the Japanese military or officials if they shared that wealth covertly with the United States. And he ascertains that that's the beginning of the black budget that's able to fund the OSS, which eventually turned into the CIA, that is with, with beyond the, the ability for overview of Congress. Uh, it's hidden money, and there's tons of it, absolutely tons of it so um i'm going to go back and reread this thing uh, it's been like i said 15 years since i chewed around on it but it kind of it kind of makes sense that we've got some type of a, a black budget out there that's running around that's potentially funding a lot of this type of research it's funding a lot of this type of stuff and it's outside the preview of our own congressional oversight but uh, i wanted to throw that out there man and then secondly, um, you know, one of the things that Grush had said was about how, and I believe somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, that some of these uh, retrievals have been, appeared to be as gifted, as if they've just been landed and uh, evacuated and just left there for us. And I find that really, really damn interesting. Um, not, not as much as, as of shooting something down, but that there, there's some non-human intelligence that's just dropping something off and saying, hey, you bunch of damn morons, figure this out. So, uh, but I'll bow out, man. I appreciate the chance to jump up here and speak and uh, hope to get some insight. Thanks. Hey, that's actually a good point. Are we cargo cult? Are we? Now, look, I ain't going to say we are, but we are. So, 
I know Astral made a comment about, you know, they, they'd have to kind of plan it with this for this stuff. Now, think about that. We're just so happy to be curious enough that when 1933, the Italy crash happened with Mussolini, our uh, military went in there, found that shit. Too. Now, let me put it to you this way. That's where jet propulsion came from. The V2. Uh, you guys heard of the freaking uh, Nazi bell, right? All of that shit existed. When we took all the scientists with paperclip, do you think we didn't take shit like that? I bet you. Matter of fact, no, no, I don't even just bet you. My legacy source actually said, no shit. He knew, was friends with Oppenheimer. And he said he would do anything to keep his space program alive. Anything. So it didn't matter whatever our government asked of him, which is the nuke, right? He also talked about a while back, he said, they used two, Germany used two, were the first ones on the moon. Germany was the first ones on the moon. They do a, did a suicide mission. Two V2 rockets, one strapped onto the other, launching straight at the moon. And there, supposedly some photos exist. No shit. And this is coming from someone that I vetted, legacy, right? And I know for a fact was in the programs. So, that's some wild shit. He talks about other stuff as well, but again, it's all about finding more information. So how much do we not know shit? I know for a fact we used to do test runs to the moon beforehand. Each branch of our, each branch of our service had, a, I guess you would say, a uh, NASA-type program. So who was up next? Uh, it was me, I think. Um, yeah, with the... With the stuff you're talking about, then the, the Horton, uh, Horton flying wing and stuff, um, and the amount of uh, the amount of patents they had and, and designs they had for uh, the Hannibals and, and stuff, it's uh, it's no doubt that they had like technology way before, way way above anything else, um, and the it's the link with the occult stuff that, that they had as well. And, and, but uh, the like the the thing about going to Antarctica, um, the, uh, the like the um, Sorry, one sec. The the Germans went to Antarctica and then went to uh, Argentina, and um, the Americans then planned high jump. And after high jump, you got a spate of a spate of um, like UFO reports. Nineteen forty seven, there was there was massive amounts, and then nineteen fifty two, when uh, they apparently because in in nineteen forty eight, when Aztec happened, um, apparently happened, um, that was when they uh, got the first uh, alien being, the first. Uh, extraterrestrial biological entity and the um supposedly stayed in Wright Patterson Air Force Base and then was put into a safe house in Vancouver um where where coincidentally the first UFO landing pad has been was built in 1969 I believe um but then in 1952 that when the UFOs came over uh, the White House that was when um they, they were kind of publicly uh, displaying and and uh, that was when that EB went home and um then 1954 they they come back and the the amount of UFO I've put it in the, in in the comments the the amount of UFO I've put it in the, in in the comments I think are in the nest but um the amount of UFOs that, that were spotted in that time it's like triple as many that were uh, like spotted in in the other years and um I say the resources that had back then and the resources that ha resources that have now they we're not getting the reports that we got back then we're, we're getting massive amounts of of data back then and we're, we're not getting that now and it makes you think and makes you wonder why and uh, People say about the the companies who have different uh, technologies. Well, you've got to think that the planet is mostly water. So if anything lands in water, it's, it's international water, it's international law, isn't it? So um, you're going to get plane companies who, who spot these things, and they're going to send the people who invent them planes out, like Lockheed and, and stuff like that. But Lockheed have now took 
pretty much all the companies that made all the little parts for their uh, for their technologies for their um, dark stars and stuff like that. And um, and basically, they're now one company. So that was the problem with America: they privatized the industry, the war machine, and privatized the next arms race. And uh, they were relying on parts from all over the world. And if trade embargoes come in, they'd be stuck. And in 2017, they kind of closed down Russia and closed down China and then started um, pushing for their own stuff. So it's pretty mad. And uh, it's I don't know who we're going to have at the hearings, but um, I'd like to see some people from like Raytheon and uh, and Lockheed there. And definitely, because if, if not, then it's just, uh, it's just kind of people who've not worked on these projects because the military have not got these projects. They're, they're obviously private companies who've got these projects. You mentioned... Guy, you mentioned China. I posted up in the nest. If you don't think China has a craft, why don't you check out one of the vehicles they had at their one of their, uh, I guess, air show type things? It's a future craft, and doesn't that look a lot like the monument at Rendlesham? I'm just curious. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Jay. Just Jay Just, can you hear me? I thought maybe I couldn't hear or something. Oh, You're all sorry. Right. I didn't want to speak over. Um, yeah, no, I was just wondering what everyone thought was going to happen at the at the hearings. Do you think we'll be disappointed again, like with Arrow, or do you think that it will be like um, explosive? It's going to be explosive. It's going to be epic. I can't say much about what I think and who I think is going to be talking, but let me just say. It's going to be pretty damn epic. So people are going to – what needs – what should have happened with the Senate and things like that is going to happen here. Now, here's the difference between the Senate and Congress. Now, Senate got on board for a reason. Why do you think that is? Senate had the chance to do their thing. Now, with this whole Congress debacle and what they've been – because it's what they've been shown. Now, it doesn't matter if it's for political points or not. It's still a benefit to us. So I think it's going to be explosive as hell. And I would, I promise you, I, nothing would make keep me away from it unless it was the aliens doing some shit and they did some shit. And so I'm actually going to be going with David Altman on an expedition down to uh, Moon Lake uh, Resort down in Utah for uh, a festival. And then a surprise, I'll be going live and doing some pretty cool shit. So pay attention to that, man. It's pretty cool stuff. So do you think history will be rewritten because oh, it's already rewritten. like you know when you look, well no i mean like our history as human beings because you know like a lot of researchers believe and um i saw something on lazar who said our our dna has been altered several times so how do we know that these beings are, did not have a hand, or some of these beings did not have a hand with humankind in general. I think we do know. The years. Like, I think our government knows that answer, and that's part of the secret. Um, well, that's. I think that's the most important thing, is who are we, what are we? Like, forget the tech. That's all just, like, you know, the magic, whatever, tricks, whatever. But I think what's important is who are we? What are we? What is this universe that we live in? You know, what is this universe um, made from scientifically? 
uh, we have lots of questions. Oh, I agree. But let me ask you this, JJ. I'd like those let me ask you this. more than would it would it make you feel, act, or be any different if how you were created was a scientist, a god, or just some random accident? That's the question. I wouldn't care. So that there you go. That's how I am. So we should be allowed to know what the fuck's going on. I think they know some of this shit. Like we probably look the DNA thing. I've heard that from other places and different aspects. And I also know that there's a big DNA kit green. There's a reason Rendlesham Forest, whenever Burroughs, they won't give him his uh, medical records. DNA. Remember that, guys. It's it's now where else you've heard that, right? You've heard the whole bloodline thing before, correct? Let's get back around the room. So who was up? Tom, you don't got to raise your hand, man. Take over, actually. I want to eat my steak. Appreciate it, man. So I was, you know, I'm thinking about all of this and I'm wondering now just with, with the crashes, it's like, well, okay, obviously some of them have been part of these, you know, bait and capture programs. And, but then I think back to, to Jacques Vallée and, and, and the idea of like these gifting sites. Right. And let's just say 10% of them were, were that these gifting sites where it was like set up on purpose by these beings. I'm curious to hear what other people think as far as what the reasoning would be behind that, because this is such a complex issue. I don't think it's just so simple that it's like, Oh, because they wanted to hand us technology, but why, what, what's their, what's their goal? What are they steering? You know, why would you, an advanced civilization set up a crash of a craft then have us pick it up like what what's your end game i guess I is what answer. i'm getting at so yeah I'm my curious. this is my opinion so if you go uh, i'll post it in here in a second it's called the one human problem and the solution so in my opinion all of this now remember what i said about the blondes want to help, help us spiritually i also have had spaces where i yeah. talked about the the alien abduction with the grays talk about um uh, trying to bring them to where we are, that le spiritual level. By that, I mean this. For the human mm -hmm. species to exist for perpetually, the one human problem actually states, you, you're going to have to become a hive mind. And that's what these are. You know, consciousness. That's what right, they're right. trying to get us to where they're at, in my opinion. So all of this tech and all this stuff going on, they're trying to get us to that level. And by that, I, I kind of mean like I'm going by... Some some different aspects. Remember the space that I think I where you were in there the other day when I was talking about it being a, the consciousness being like an electric rail, and most of us don't know we're attached to it. They're trying to get us to that yeah, point exactly. where you're immortal and it's all there. I that's my impression. I think that's a good answer. I I always figured too that on the the more nefarious end of things, because of course I look at all possibilities as on the table until they are not on the table. That you know, if you wanted to keep us fighting with each other, a good way to do it would be to, you know, sprinkle some technology down here and have us fight over it and try to reverse engineer it. It keeps that perpetual uh, secret Cold War going. Like, if that's if that was really your aim, and I'm not saying I necessarily believe that theory, but that's one possibility. There's a lot of different ideas here. It's just... 
we also have to take into consideration too that the intelligence that we're dealing with could be so far ahead of us that none of us have actually gotten it right. Like we could just all be wrong, just 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 flat out wrong about everything. You know, and, we are right. I'm, never, I'm sorry, <laughs> you, I'm never wrong, Tom. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are we wasting time on that? <sighs> I I thought about this too. That you know, because I'm doing this this massive deep dive video on the Grays that a lot of you guys know is coming this week. Um, and I had a thought. This is kind of off the cuff, but like we're always talking about artificial intelligence and like you know merging with machines and you know sentience and such. And I and I thought of it in reverse. And this is going to be in my video. And I'm like, well, you know, what if what if artificial intelligence got developed by by someone right but then it was left to like its own devices or it took over you know but it still existed in like the form of software um i guess kind of so what i'm getting at is that like what if this is like let's say you let's say somebody creates skynet right and it's thinking for itself it's sentient but it it's it's artificial intelligence. It's it's still software. It still exists like on a server. It's in a computer. What if it then decides to build itself bodies so that it can interact with physical life? Like I looked at it from the opposite direction. Instead of us creating artificial intelligence and then, you know, we use it. It's like there's artificial intelligence that decided to give itself a physical form. It's like if Skynet then took control of all of the factories and started building machines that it shoved its own consciousness into. And this is the theory that stay with me on this one, because I'm sure some of you will actually recognize what I'm talking about here. There's this idea that the greys are disconnected from the Godhead, as it's called the spirit, God, whatever you want to call it. The, uh, the one, the, the union consciousness of the universe, the, the great, the great mind, it, the, the, the greys don't have souls, right? If you think about, how I theorize consciousness. A lot of you probably think of it the way I do that we, and Shane, like you were talking about too, I'm sure you've heard me say this before. I believe that our brains receive consciousness, kind of like how a radio receives radio waves. It's coming from a field. Now, what if the grays are the same thing, right? They're receiving consciousness, but it's from an artificial field that they've created and there's now they're trying to figure out like that missing ingredient, which is the link to spirit. Well, like I know, we, dude, I know it's we, like we're going in a wacky direction here, but it's something that I thought here. about. Before the grays, they were the greens, and you know that's like gray, green, and it it doesn't even have to have a big old head like that. Who's up next? Anyway, you said they were the greens. We got a lot of people with hands up too. By the way, Tom. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I who was next? I think. Oh God, who was it? Was it inked? Were you up next? I honestly don't know. I will wait and let someone else speak if they have a burning desire because I'm taking notes. And you can you can come back <laughs> to me. Desire. Yeah, I have a burning desire. I think, I think a couple other. I trust you. I trust. I trust you guys to be honest in, in the order in which you raised your hands. You guys are usually really good with that. I, I mean, I can you. talk, but I think other people have their names. Yeah, go ahead. Front. No, you go ahead first. Okay, thanks. 
Um, uh, Jay just had brought something up regarding DNA, and I just wanted to address that. Um, we're if you're not a creationist, um, we're all created from stardust. The big, if you think about it, the Big Bang happened. Earth was created by someone. Where did we? We are created from stardust. We have alien DNA combined in with our own because that is our origin. I just wanted to touch on that. Um, uh, also, Adam and Eve were supposedly, I just read this. I didn't know this. I just read it a couple of weeks ago. Adam and Eve were supposedly 10 to 12 feet tall. I thought that was interesting. It reminded Anunnaki. me of that. Yeah, the Anunnaki or the Nephilim. The Nephilim. The Nephilim was exactly, yeah, Thomas. And Nephilim was exactly what I thought of. Also, I think it was you that, Thomas, uh, that had brought up um, AI build. What if AI builds itself something? Um, and That's exactly what I'm. All I all I wrote down, I was listening to you, but, you know, you know, my you know, my my brain and how my memory works and why Um, I just wrote down AI builds itself. And then all I wrote down was Hal from 2001 that Stanley Kubrick did. And Hal was the NIH that ran the entire ship. He was the brain of the ship. But that's all I have. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Hey, you mentioned. A couple different things, like that's why I said the Anunnaki, right? So sometimes I can't help but relate our religions, any of that that different stuff back to it, right? For example, when I brought up the Anunnaki with that, so Adam and Eve. Now, the DNA thing I think he was mentioning, now bear with me, people. So there was a time period when we were essentially just kind of monkeys, walking around apes. Something happened, and an alteration happened at one point that gave us, I guess you'd say the consciousness, the intelligence. And I actually, now I'm not trying to offend anyone because technically Eve, according to this story, the Anunnaki, Eve was the one that they gave, they, what was it? A male chimp. They changed the DNA of a male chimp and impregnated the Anunnaki female. And she was Eve. Now bear with me. The reason I say this is I talk about these different things and the Sumerians and all that is because if you if you start taking all these different religions that we're all killing each other over, they all seem to talk about the same shit. And it all seems to point back there. So, yes, DNA manipulations probably been happened more than once or twice trying to figure out trying to get us to either a certain point. And there's there's tales of us being a slave race for a minute. We're on a prison planet, you know, keel stuff like that. So all very good points. Real quick, since you brought up the apes, I know other people have their their hands up. Real quick, I actually have a poster that I'm looking at in my bedroom. I'm going to take a picture of it, and I'm going to post it down in the egg so you guys can look at it. And you decipher from it how you, how you wish to. You're probably going to decipher it the same way I did. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, let's see who we had next. I guess... Um... It was either Guy or Quantum. One of you is next, I'm pretty sure. And then just uh, I guess is next gonna, as well. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to shoot it's like ten past three in the UK. But um yeah, Tom just to touch on the uh on the alien or the grey thing you were talking about. Um I've done a lot a lot of research into, into like the different uh, beings and stuff because I had a pretty mad experience after a TR3B experience that it was 
I won't go into it, but um, I had an experience with it with a, a green being, and um, the, the the links that I've found with the, the amount of encounters that people have had, um, the greys are more like a worker, uh, uh, like a that they will just go in and and be like systematically, benel- or sort of systematically evil. Uh, they'll, they'll they're the ones that place the memories in your head. They'll they don't have um organ well they don't have like uh navels don't have assholes should i say um they don't uh they don't breed they don't have genitals or anything like that um and they don't have fear or emotions and they i've seen that i think i can't remember it's a an interview i think um it's like a reenactment but um the alien being talks about like it, it's a vessel and it, it passes its passes its vessel pass, passes its soul onto another vessel um but it's, it's where, where i've looked on it the uh they come from the zeta reticuli apparently um and there's the two the two planets i think they're going around the double spots double star binary sun i can't remember sorry um but i'll send you some stuff because it's it's really interesting but um the draconians supposedly were well the alien sorry the greys apparently came to earth and uh joined up with the draconians and took the draconians away some draconians went underground um and uh, the Zeta Reticulides were left there, and they're the ones that uh, looks like the skinny Bob one. It's pretty crazy, but uh, yeah, I'll stop talking. No, about some don't stop talking. Shit, Not no. that crazy because the Draconians <laughs> was the name of the damn Zen- the Zanfredi group that abducted them. So the Draconians were the ones that abducted Zanfredi, the one the Italy uh, thing I was talking about. And that right, one right, omnipresent right. Krill, he called himself something else, Commander Krill or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah right. Thank yeah. you for saying the Draconians. Just refresh my brain. That's who it was. That's those. Weird There's a lot of information out there about these after. different these different races. And in my Grays video, I actually stop giving away too much, obviously, because I want you guys to watch it, of course. But I'll say this. I divided the Grays. I started off with dividing them into two main categories. The first one is the they're engineered automatons, right? They're like the little drone worker bees. And then the other grays are the ones that are biological, and it's kind of it kind of goes like this: the the robotic ones they're not necessarily just pure machines; they are they're androids. They're closer to like in the video I say that it's closer to a T one thousand than Sophia, where it's like it's machine parts, but th- there's also the use of biological material. But then the the second group. They arose naturally, whether it was from evolution or otherwise, but then they went and could have potentially enhanced themselves with uh, machines, biological engineering and such, but they created the workers. They created the little little automatons, the roboids, to basically do their bidding. It's like there's... Even from experiencers, you'll find that there is a a drastic contrast in behavior uh, between the two. Like you'll have a tall gray that seems to have a lot more variety in in the activities that it's partaking in, whereas the other ones, the short ones, they're all kind of just running around doing a thing, and they're highly emotionless. And you know what it reminds me of? Yeah, please do. Reminds me of boss and worker bees. Biological worker bees and boss. I mean, just just me talking. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're right. AI driven biological point. worker bees, and they're tall bosses. That's kind of what I'm leaning towards. That's it. 
Yeah, that's pretty much what I've kind of come down to. Like, and I feel like a lot of the the variety that people see in the grays, like, it, it I've it, it's it's one of two things to me, really. It's kind of like okay, we have a variety of humans here on Earth, right? It just happened naturally, like, or you know, perhaps naturally. You know, different parts of the world, we have different skin colors. Um, sometimes our hair is different in consistency, but also like maybe the grays you know, experiment on themselves, manipulate their own genetics where they've done things to their gene pool and it has resulted in different colors. Uh, maybe the eyes wrap around the head instead of just being on the front of the head. Maybe the head's a little bit smaller this time. Their experiencers have run into what appear to be various stages of a hybridization program. You'll see like something that looks very much like an alien mixed with a human and then something that's a little bit more on the human side and then something that's a little bit more on the Rachel's eyes NHI side who in here, wait who in here's read Rachel's eyes right 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 and I've also read I elsewhere have. there's a crash tree and I think it's in Leonard Stringfield's volume one through seven he actually there's a case he talks somewhere in there talks about there was a crash and then an NHI went home with him and I've heard of different kinds of hybridization programs where yeah, I've heard, like I've heard of that versa. as you well. You guys are really going to trip and freak the frick out when you realize we're all just variations of the same fucking thing and they're trying to bring us so that we all mesh together. We're hive-minded together. You know, uh, inward right down there, he's actually been posting a lot about it. So duality, non-duality, I can promise you. I, I started thinking about this, you know? That would make sense. If, if something like the tall grays, we're trying to do the non-human problem and bring us to this hive mind so that we can go to mm -hmm. the further step, right? That would all make sense. Am I wrong? Like, that's how it would play out. They, we would all, essentially, we are the tall grays and they're trying to bring us there. So maybe this happens, <laughs> this is so far fucking out there. Maybe it's a repetitive thing. Think of it as a deity, de deity type way, right? They're going around the universe trying to bring people to their collective conscience, consciousness. How wild would that fucking be? That could very well be it. We I feel like human. there's a We'd connection be... between what they're well, doing and consciousness. That's the, the species, consciousness. I believe that that's a big part of it. And I believe that they're, they're looking at what makes us us. I really, really am leaning in the direction of them studying souls. Emotion, yeah. I and agree. it gets souls, into some dark emotions, territory, trauma. but... I think that's part I of think, it. Look, I'm going to say this right now. Emotions and souls are a big part of it for a reason of this. Uh, our government knows that by causing trauma to an individual, they can create sensitivity to psyabilities. Did you know that? So imagine right, right. the whole Montauk chair thing, but they beat, the, they do what they need to do to cause you some master trauma. Split that brain. Split that person out. Do what they need to do because... It allows two different things. Enhanced psyability, especially with the Montauk chair, which is real. And then on top of that, communication with NHI. And I know David talks about we've been communicating. How did you guys think that was happening? Did you think like NSA? Well, yeah. But I think the whole space kids thing, creating MK Ultra, these programs where we created people to do this because guess what? It's consciousness. And we're just not, we don't have the hack yet, right? So who is up? I think I was next. So, NHI spacecraft. I I think of um, 
history. I go back to history, specifically history of the airplane by the Wright brothers. When it comes to first airplane, commercial airplane, it is understood that the Wright brothers was, you know, one of the first ones to make that in the early 1900s, which doesn't make any sense to me because aliens are supposed to date back, you know, thousands of millions of years ago. So, you know, um, and if you compare what does an, a UFO alien NHI look like? Oh, it's round. It's not pointed like these uh, floating VTOL. If you know what a VTOL is, it stands for vertical um, hovering aircraft thing. And, you know, it just hovers and that's the technology is is what these circle things have like um where they can pretty much float and and, and go around like that so you know and the military has that technology so you know we want to talk about grays and greens and you know alien versus predator and and they can really come in all shapes and forms and and if they really have spaceships it's all shapes and sizes so, you know, um, I, I think that if there was an alien invasion, I think it wouldn't be on the news. It wouldn't be uh, mainstream. I mean, it, it probably will be, but there's going to be a lot of destruction before then. And I just posted up in the nest. Um, actually, from the one he had posted about the Italy crash, 1933, some documents. So I'll tell you that we did get, we got our propulsion, the jet engines coming from that, right? And I think along those lines, we got good, we got bad, and we got, I don't know what's here. And I think a lot of it's probably like they talk about AI driven, biological AI. And somebody was just mentioning the way their souls slip between, that would make a lot of sense, especially if they were worker bees that were biological AI. So something happens to it, it pops back into a new one that they build up, right? So other people should check out, I think I'll post it in here. Was it, I think I just saw that freaking Juan actually posted a, a picture of, was it Charles Hall? There's a video out there, Charles Hall talks about the tall whites. He worked with them. You should check that shit out. I mean, I would not, that's for sure. I'll post it in here for sure. So go ahead, Jay Jest. Um, yeah, I'm just wondering what everyone thought about Gary Nolan's post when he posted uh, the clip from Contact. What was he trying to say? Oh, I loved that. It's one of my favorite movies, and that scene is what, so what good. What scene is he talking I, about? So I, I thought think about I heard it. His comment. I've been in my own. So it's the scene. It's the scene where Eleanor's on the plane, and. Uh, what's his name is is like telling her that like uh the powers that be you know have been very busy lately and then that's when she finds out that there's another machine in japan and that she you know and then she goes and she pilots it i'm i gotta be honest like i i'm still not 100 percent sure Wait, what, was his, what he what meant was his by quote? that i need so, so somebody, somebody it's like quote, the powers that Tom, you're terrible at relating I, I shared it it's on no, basically, oh, I shared basically it. <laughs> the scene where where she is being told by the the rich older man who's staying 
in airplane because it's, it's giving him longevity to his life. Anyways, she's right. being told that uh, he she's now back in, right? She's now back yeah, that's part in of it as she... as the main runner up for for being put in whatever that thing is in that machine. In that machine. In the, but the quote that Gary Gary typed with it. Here, I'm going right. to his page right now. I don't remember the quote. Yeah, I just that would remember. be far easier. Yeah, yeah. so he said, just going to leave this here. Gary said, just going to leave this here today, given the recent goings-on. And the name of the scene is the powers that be have been very busy lately. And it's just, that's it? The quote oh, is the Gary explains scene. it. He explains it. He, he actually says it. He says, I thought the post was straightforward. What's happening now? Is that the proceedings are coming to a head. The powers that be, politicians of all stripes, people behind the scenes who have fought for and against this matter, academics, the powerful, etc., all, are all starting to pay attention to this. It's no longer business as usual. Mostly those who fought it getting to this point are having to adjust to a new reality. People are showing their true natures, people I thought I knew. It's a Coonian moment for sure. Being dealt back in, yes, these are powerful people dealing the public back into the game. Ellie is the every person. My posts are usually uh, illusion. I find it's better to reference realities with it's like this because it gives reference to the known, something deeply understood. And it's a great way to get across a point. I sort of got Gary thinks the way that I do because I Gary's was doing stuff like smart. that too. That's a great way. We're whatnot. all like, what the hell did he even mean? You had to read it verbatim to us. Because it could have been read so many different ways, too. Con. But um, I was like, hey, let know. me get my photo with you. He looked like I was going to murder him. He, he looked like. <laughs> I was like, damn, how does this guy already know me? He looked like he was scared. And then he's just kind of. Same thing, though, with Jay Stratton, man. Makes the guy start to feel bad. But I'm like, yeah. hey, what's up, Jay? You go to talk to him. He just kind of looks at you and got these dinner plate eyes. And then you walk away after five right. minutes of a conversation. You realize, wait, he didn't fucking talk at all. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like this dude get him away from you know, me I Corbell mean, immediately ran interference yeah, I ain't especially with Gary Corbell ran interference. Let me get your Gary's number, even man. said he's an anxious guy Gary's an anxious dude like he's even he's, he says he has terrible social anxiety so like being in big crowds and stuff it like it's not necessarily like his thing Shit, I have I have that but on the oh, internet right, he can man. just reach out comfortably I go on I hate going on the air I have to make myself do that shit doing stuff like this but yeah no yeah, kidding dude, I, at my first Last year really? was the first time I went to a conference without my uh, my dog with me. Uh, so I went to Vernal, and then from then on, I hadn't taken – well, I hadn't didn't need my dog. But from then on, I didn't need to do shit like that, right? And then I hate right, right. going on air. I, I actually hate this. I have to make – that's why I kind of disappear sometimes. I withdraw, do my normal shit where I'm like, uh, this is not you. And then I have to force myself, and that's just me. I have a. My, you seem like you get into the groove of it, though. It seems like eventually you once you're in it for a little bit, you kind of well, forget about it that and me. you just start it's to cathartic, kind of enjoy yourself. And I know I need it, but my brain tells me, "Look, when you have PTSD, mental illness, things like that, sometimes your brain will tell you things that's not necessarily true." And I know my brain tells me a lot that I'm worthless, right, or shit. No one gives a shit. No one cares. But then I have to tell myself, you know what, though. If I don't like the way other people are telling this message, I need to get off my fucking ass and change it to the way I like it and tell it. Right. And that's what I, I'm trying to do. It's a good attitude, right? man. I mean, 
it, I hope I hope that well, we I'm help my you. biggest enemy. I fight myself constantly on stuff, right? And it's that's why I disappear and you don't hear from me for days at a time. I'm me just ba- beating myself I'm, up. I'm my own worst enemy as well. My biggest critic, everything. Trust me. I get in my own way more than anybody else. But you guys being in these rooms, you guys retweeting this fucking space, hanging out, talking to me, sharing. Listen, I'm not joking. The only reason I do the stuff I do is because I started in these spaces and I kind of got the support and courage to do shit like that. You wouldn't believe the messages I get from people literally in these rooms that say stuff to me that's like, dude, you need to get off your ass and keep doing it. Quit bitching. It's you. You're in your own head, right? So I, I appreciate all you guys and the stuff you guys teach me. No joke. I learn more shit here than I do I'm, from I'm people exactly at the, the same as you, Tom. What'd you say, bro? Yeah, I'm exactly the same as you there, Tom, with uh, with uh, social anxiety and stuff. It's not easy to, to deal with. Uh, it's... It's a learning process for sure. And there's some of us out there that didn't have those issues, um, difficulties and obstacles. And then they actually like arose later on in life. I'm one of those people. I developed anxiety disorder in my twenties. It was genetic and, uh, I'm on again, full disclosure. I don't care what anybody thinks works for me. I'm on medication, nothing crazy. And it, it transformed my life, dude. It helped. It had helped quell whatever the uh, the misfire was in there. Obviously, one of the wires was disconnected or something. So uh, that fixed that. And now I don't have like random anxiety attacks while driving. I don't. You know, I'm not afraid to leave my house. Like this was all stuff that just started happening. But you know to what, me. Tom? I'm sure Shane knows exactly you what I'm talking what about. Did what you needed to do. You took care of yourself. Your mental health. Now listen, we can't even do this shit, guys. A lot of people are scared of mental health professionals, and I get why. That's also why I do UAP Med, mm-hmm. but. Because we should have a place that we can talk about the real. We shouldn't have to not pretend some shit's happening. But on that, I'll say this. That no matter what, these rooms are cathartic being able to talk about them. Because I didn't think shit like this existed. So it's important we have these open kind of communications in here. We all have different points of view and aspects to the whole thing. So was it you, Inc., and then Just? I think so. You were just talking. I did post a picture of that poster that I told you about down in the egg and a short video. I did not talk through it, but just to give you the details, you can blow it up on your own. It's mind blowing. I'll let you draw your own conclusions. But um, about the social anxiety uh, that we were just talking about, I didn't I was a concert goer. I was running promo for record labels And then somewhere around 2016, I just, I've always been like anxious and believe it or not, I was painfully like horrendously shy when I was little, but this, and then I was, you know, my entire teenage years, my twenties, my thirties, and then somewhere around 2000, I'm 50 now, I just turned 50 in March and somewhere around 2016, I, well, I had an incident that happened in 2014. Um, I was sexually assaulted, full disclosure, um, by someone who was supposed to be a friend of mine um, while my husband was at work, which was fantastic. Um, Moving right along, um, I have agoraphobia. um, I have social anxiety, regular anxiety, 
my last boyfriend tried to kill me. Um, so I am happily single because no relationship is better than a bad one. But um, yeah, I totally get it about the social anxiety, the regular anxiety, just like I can't even people like some days, most days. I don't even go out of my apartment unless I have to. And I'm perfectly content that way. I'm not I'm, I'm kind of a hermit. But I just, I'm such an immersive empath. You guys know me, you've read my bio. I get so overwhelmed, like just by my, like my own trauma and PTSD and I'm on meds too, but you know, they don't, it's not a cure-all. My therapist does, since you said old vets, uh, my therapist does miss me because I spend so much time in here. (laughs) Um, ironically enough, this is the same therapist. Some of you guys have heard this story. I'm not going to tell the story, but my therapist actually, when, before she had her own practice, she was working and, uh, she didn't know that I, I didn't tell anybody I was an abductee until in one of these spaces that fringe was hosting approximately seven or eight weeks ago. And here I am everywhere. And I cried the entire time because I was horrified and it was the first time that I had ever told anybody publicly. And really before that, there was less than a handful of people that actually knew it. Um, but yeah, the anxiety, I think that goes with being an empath, at least for myself. I'm not sure about everybody else, but being an immersive empath, I don't just feel other people's feelings. I can actually like, it's almost very much. It's actually, I remote view by accident. And this immersive empathy is where I can actually like kind of jump into someone else's like body and like feel and smell and taste what is going on with them. I can't do it with everybody. I have to have a connect some, I don't know where the connection comes from. Most of them are friends. I do it to strangers. I don't, I don't mean to do it. I don't try. I mean, I, I can do it on command, but I do it accidentally just because it's innate in me and it's very, it can be very overwhelming. So I get the anxiety thing. Thank you. Hey, real quick guys, we're gonna go to Jay Jest. And since you mentioned fringe and abduction, I, you know, I'm leaning towards the fact that I'm, that's probably what's going on with me too, but she's got a space going on right now and I don't want to crash it. I'm going to go in there. We should all move our asses over to Fringe's face right now, actually, because she does talk about some important things that I'm actually new to. Abduction, my labs, all these other things. We can continue this in there because she's actually pretty badass. So let's uh, move that over. I put it in the nest, guys, and it's also in the thread if you want to find that space, but she's hosting it right now. So let's move over there. She's amazing. She's amazing. And with me being military, she was asking me about my labs and I did have some information, but let's all meet yeah, over let's there. Let's meet over guys. there. I'm down. Let's do it. 